Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I've got a guest from India. His name is Dr. Aman Kumar. He is from Varanasi Uttar Pradesh, India. He had completed his PhD on the issue of human trafficking and migration in Nepal from Center for the Study of Nepal, Faculty of Social Sciences, Banras Hindu University, Varanasi, India, in December of 2019. He was starting his work in the field of modern slavery since 2012 under the banner of Free the Slaves and Freedom Fund in Northern India. He had written a number of articles and research papers on the issue of modern slavery in a different context. He has a strong field-based knowledge and many years of experience. His primary passion is in the social sector. Currently, he is working as an assistant director of Asa Mihila Evam Bal Vikash, Sathan, India. He is also associated as a community educator in Freedom Youth Family Justice Center, New York. And I'm very honored to have you on, Dr. Aman. How are you doing today? Hi, good evening from India. And I think the, in your country, it is a good morning, at a very <laughs> early good morning. Yeah, it, well, it's not, it's not too early. It's um, eight o'clock in the morning right here. So we're, we're good. <laughs> and India, it is near about going to be a 7 p.m. evening. <laughs> so, so again, next, I am going to proceed to tell me something about my passion and how I am get attracted towards the working in the field of modern slavery. Uh, I am an Indian, maybe a little bit, I am not good enough English as you are. You're doing great. So, okay, thank you. I was uh, uh, in my master's when in 2013, I have to complete my dissertation. So for that, I just proceed to one of the organization of Varanasi city, who is the uh, district of Uttar Pradesh, India. Varanasi is a holy city. Uh, which is situated at the bank of river Ganga. <clears throat> in, uh, during my dissertation, I just came to know that uh, the words like, what is depth bondage? What is modern, modern labors? What is modern slavery? What is sex trafficking? What is child trafficking? In that case, I came in, what are the things are situated, uh, is in the society, in the Indian society. We are the, I was the student at that time, so I was in a comfort zone. When I said to just go in the field and just try to uh, feel the life of the peoples, life of the victims of that uh, slavery, so I just visit in their places, I, in, their, in their villages, and I just try to learn the things and uh, try to learn the life of the victims who are used to live their life as a depth bondage. At that time, I came to know that why a one human being is selling other human beings only for the only for the sake of money. So these things force me, compel me to know more about such type of things. So from that, I just started to work on such type of issues. After completing my master's, I just uh, create my friend circle of my Banaras Hindu University, who is one of the biggest central university of Asia. Uh, near about 25 to 30,000 students are in this university. And uh, uh, after my master's, I started to develop one of the one of the big group of my friends and I, I am started to make them aware about the things uh, 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 which are in the society like what is modern slavery, what is human trafficking and I started sensitizing to my friends also because I want to, uh, I came to learn from that extent that if I started to learn one of my friends then that, my, then that friend's 
definitely will make aware to someone else. So this is a chain process. And by this way, we can do a work of awareness without getting any fund, without getting help of any other. Only for the sake of the life of the poor. Only for the saving the life of any others. So for one year, I started to work on this strategy. And after that, then uh, my interests get motivated, get diverted to us to do my PhD. And I wanted to learn more and more things about such type of issues. And during my awareness program, I also get a chance to visit at the Indo-Nepal border. And as we know that the border of the India and Nepal is just open. There is no any need of visa. There is no any need of tickets. There is no any need of any documents to cross the borders from Nepal to India or either from India to Nepal. So uh, I, uh, when I get a chance to visit in Nepal, then I saw that so many Nepalese are migrating towards, uh, towards India. Uh, then at that time, I came to know that, he, yes, migration is going there. But is this migration is safe? What, uh, where, where they are going? So I just want to learn more and more about things. So these things force me to just do my doctorate. We, uh, then I can learn what things are going on the open border contest. So from that, I just diverted towards to do my PhD. So in my PhD, I just selected my the selected research topic, human trafficking between India and Nepal with a special reference to the role of non-governmental organizations. This is my the research topic because earlier concept was that only Nepalese get traffic to India. But when I visit to India, I came to know that no, trafficking is Indian where also get traffic to India from India to Nepal. Because uh, in Nepal is a small country, India is a big country. So even government is also saying that no, 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 only Nepalese are being trafficked to India. But my research finding came to a suggestion. I also suggested both the government that no, things has been changed. Even Indians are also being trafficked to the India. Then government asked me why Indian are being trafficked to Nepal. Then I told me that because Nepal is a tourist place and the, in the Nepal, there is, a, there is no any such law to restrict commercial sex exploitation. So in that context, all the tourist sites are being converted in the, into the sex tourism. So for that, for that context, all the Indian girls are being trafficked to that those uh, tourist sites. So uh, I suggested Nepalese government and the Indian government also in that context. So there is a, some reform has also developed to check the unsafe migration of the both the countries. And, and the second change was bring after my suggestion was that Nepalese government started to take the NOC from the Nepalese who are being migrated by India to the Gulf countries. At first, that Nepalese have to produce the NOC, why he or she want to travel to the Gulf countries. If he or she has failed to present that NOC, then their visa is, is being rejected by the Nepalese government. They are not allowed to go to the Gulf countries. These are the some of the amendment was introduced by the Nepalese government for to protect the unsafe migration of the Nepalese to the Gulf countries. Because if we take the uh, trafficking in person report, 2018, 19, even 20, then we can find that most of the Nepalese are being trafficked to the Gulf countries by India. India is act as a transit route for the Nepalese. These are the things I just recommended to the Nepalese government. And they started to uh, do according to the my suggestions of my PhDs and regular field works. So these are the things I just try to save the life of some of the people's we bring some more changes in the life, in the futures. These are the little bit things. Okay, please ask. 
Okay, I was going to say, I know, like you said, uh, I've got two questions. I know that you said that it's um, girls that are being trafficked. Are little boys being trafficked as well? Yes, definitely. Girls and boys are also being trafficked. And even one of the worst form of the trafficking I came to know uh, during my PhD is the surrogacy trafficking. Even the Nepalese girls are being trafficked to the Gulf countries and even to their traffic to the China only for the sake of the baby. If after getting their baby, then that female partner is being transferred to the other male, male counterpart. So this is the worst form of trafficking. I came to know that surrogacy trafficking is also happening on the, on the birds of the India, Nepal border and the India and the China border. These girls are being trafficked only for the sake of the sake of the baby. Because after getting the baby, that girl is being transferred to the other counter, other counter friends or the family for the baby. This is the worst form of trafficking I came to know. And the other worst form of trafficking I came to know the organ trafficking. Some of the poor families are being lured for the money and they are being taken to the hospitals of the different parts of India and their kidneys has been has been taken out in the sake of the money these are the very worst form of trafficking i came to know during my field work child trafficking only uh, they are being trafficked to the diff, in the different parts of india and these children are in, are being put on the different railway crossings and the uh, uh, and the railway road sites for the sake of the beggary these are the some of the worst form of the trafficking i came to know during my the field work. So I just raised the concern in the High Court of the Nepal that yes, definitely after 1950 peace treaty, there is no any need of visa, passport, any type of documents for the crossing of the India-Nepal border. But 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 there is only but there is a responsibility of the government of the both sides to track where their citizens are going. There should be some documentation on the uh, borders that how many peoples are being crossed to, uh, to, from Nepal to India or from India to Nepal. There should be some documentation. One of the very drawback, one of the very worst I want, I, was say, I saw that even at the one point of the India-Nepal border, lots of NGOs are working on the same side. I just try to connect all the NGOs to each other. You are all the NGOs and you all are working for the safe migration. Then why you are working at the same place? Why you are not spread your NGOs along whole border? Then, then it will be a good uh, data you will be get. There is going to be a duplication of the data at one checkpoints. No, uh, two or three or four NGOs are working and all are uh, counting the same people who are just crossing the border, then there is definitely a duplication of data. You are just making your, making your fool or the funding agencies. This is not the way you are protecting your citizens. So you have to build up a chain within your country and just extend your hands from, from all the borders from India to Nepal and try to collaborate to each other and share your data. These are the findings I just suggested to the so many NGOs of the Nepal. Might it bring some change in the future? Okay, so you know what you're essentially saying is there's no passports. These people aren't checked when they cross into Nepal or even China. So you know um, how soon? Because you were talking about an amendment being introduced to have, you know, a visa for people. How soon will that happen, do you think? Yeah, uh, because it, if we talk about the India and Nepal, after 1950 peace treaty, there uh, in that agreement, it was written uh, clearly that there is no any need of visa to cross the border. So uh, any Nepalese, any Nepalese are free to move in and do any type of work in India and even any Indians can move freely to the Nepal without any without showing any documents and can work any type of 
job according to their interests. This is the treaty which was signed in 1950 between the government of India and the government of Nepal. Only for that treaty, uh, there is no any need of such type of documents on the border. So, uh, if uh, I can say that if such type of documents are needed, can be implemented by both of the governments, might be there is some of the uh, some of the cases of the unsafe migration can be decreased. But uh, there it is a just a political drama. Even both the governments do not want to put such type of term and condition on the both the citizens because Nepal is a small country and for its economical growth, he never imposed such type of things on the border. And in this, for the sake of, if we talk about the India, India is a big country and India needs number of labor forces for the different sector of the industries and Nepal provide a good labor forces. So for that, India also do not impose such type of things from its sides. So there is some a diplomatic or a political drama for that. They are not imposing such type of things that there is need of any documents. Wow. I, you know, I never knew that was happening because I thought everybody had to have a passport to go anywhere. But in context of India and Nepal, there is no any need of any type of documents, any type of documents. Oh, so that would, you know, and that would make it so easy to take a child over. And it just makes it easier for a child trafficker to do this. And um, I know that you have also rescued children from being trafficked. And how hard is that on you? Yes, definitely. It is very hard because uh, at first I want to uh, say something in the context of India and Nepal that uh, there is no any need of document as I said earlier. And uh, even I can say that even Indian are being also get married to the Nepalese girl and Nepalese are also being married to the Indian girls. So there is different type of relation between India and Nepal. And uh, so in that context, so 50% of the citizen once there is there should be a need of passport and visa and most of the citizen also want so we there is no any need of such type of things we are free to move any and where according to the 1950 peace treaty these are the some of the term and condition and the second part of your answer is that yes definitely i was uh, rescued i was in a pa part of a team of being uh, of the rescue of the children for the carpet industry of the Bhadoi district of Uttar Pradesh. Uh, I was uh, in a, uh, I was in the master 2013 and I was in a team of the rescue team. In that team, we just, uh, uh, we just read one of the carpet industry and in that carpet industry, we just found that 18 small children are being working to, we to weaving the carpet. And the age of that, all the 18 children are near about from 8 to 12 years. From 8 years to 12 years. We, uh, we just ask only one question from the owner of that carpet industry. Why you are just hiring such small children? What, what are the benefits you are getting from these children? The, when I hear the answer of the owner of that factory i was just start crying what are the answer he said that because the demand of the children's are very little they never demand money as the big laborers demand <clears throat> the fingers of the children's are running as fast as compared to the the big the adult workers and one of the things that the we can easily thread the children's and can force them to work as much they want. These are the things that owners told me, and this is the worst form of I ever faced the things. So I just started to work on the second type of strategies that, yes, so many organizations working for the rescuing, but I started to work on the other side, sensitizing the big industries, big brick cleans, big landowners, why you are doing such type of things there are some these are the laws if you get uh, 
cat caught by the police officers then you have to charged for some of the offenses so i started working on the other side so uh, so that it might be bring some change yes definitely i am not going to uh, eradicate or remove all the poverty from the whole country but definitely i can sensitize the upper class of the family please do not do such type of things these are the laws these are the crime offenses offenses might you can be get charged might you we you get in the jail and these are also the people so i started to working on the other side and it brings so many changes so many owners also still uh, told me that i do not even know such type of law is also present in india and they also uh, started to accepting me that yes definitely i will take care of my laborers and my workers and i will pay as much according to the minimum wages act of india these are the things which i bring changes slowly by slowly by sensitizing the owners and the factory owners of the different industries and side by side my second study was that i have to build up a chain of the youth so that one youth can aware his friend and and his friend can aware his friend by that way definitely my friend one day is going to be the owner of different type of industry so in that case he he or she should not exploit the life of the poor so this is the second uh, type of study i started to work with the youths these are the different type of works i just uh, introduced during my the phd's and after completing my phd's when i i was get awarded in the 2000 19 december i just started to work with one of the organization asta mahila evam bal vikas sanstan it is the hindi terminology if i going to translate this word in english asta means dedication mahila means women evam means and bal means children vikas means development and sanstan means organization it is the organization who is working for the development of the women and the children of the in of the society so i started to work as a uh, i am current uh, i am also working with this organization and uh, uh, during lockdown i was uh, also get offered to work one of the organization of the new york family youth uh, center as as a task force and i and during the lockdown i also deliver so many lectures to the new york youth of the new york to how to uh, to sensitize them how this technology is also uh, pushing them towards the uh, different type of sex just like we can say that the mobile sex phone sex or the technology or the uh, this type of things because uh, this lockdown uh, it is pushed each and everything on the virtual platform and for the essence of those things mobile become a very easy things and each and everyone is started to get a personal mobile phone and this and this mobile phone is also act as a catalyst and also uh, in which because everything is on your finger and by clicking your uh, if you click a wrong thing then definitely you are going to be a trap in something like that the phone sex or something like in the blackmailing of your images and so many cases i came to know that uh, such type of spam or mails you are getting your phone that if you send me your images i will uh, transfer you as much your dollar in your account i will you will going to be get as much your dollar so such type of things i just started my one of the other type of initiative to aware the youths you should protect yourself because if you are going to share your any type of images because in one of the case i came to know that one of the male one youth got that one girl got that if you send me your images of your face you will get as much dollar if you send me your good images then you will going to be get your as much dollar so this luring this type of luring is 
force is just attracted the youth that yeah it is the matter of only one image if i will get if i will send them one image then definitely i am going to as much of the dollar and in by this way that uh, youth going to be trapped in in their uh, in their the things they have planned and by this way blackmailing is going to be happened so there are so many cases arises during the lockdown so i started to aware them say so you have to protect and i started and i also work with their parents virtually on the zooms and the different type of you should also monitor the phones the sites the apps the your children is using you should also regularly monitor them these are the things i was just working on it that's excellent so when you were um talking to new york you're probably doing it by zoom obviously because of the lockdown and uh, how how hard was that to do i mean how often did you talk to these people in new york uh during my lockdown uh, because even in india there is also a lockdown there is no any offices there is no any work to do and my keen interest was to just work for the society and in that uh, monique 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 is the director of the youth family justice <clears throat> he just offered me uh, why you should not work with me and we can work uh, if you want to <clears throat> use my banner uh, then i can arrange a arrange a meetings <clears throat> with the youth with the youths of the new york so in that context i started to work with them and uh, in india i was already working on such type of issues so i just also started to extend my reach so that if i can spread my knowledge definitely this knowledge can protect the life of anyone so uh, why should i keep this knowledge <coughs> sorry with myself so i started to spreading such type of things Oh, that's excellent. So, and you guys aren't even being funded by anyone. I just want to take one minute. I want to drink uh, water. So oh, that... go ahead. Definitely. I'll wait. Okay. Thank. Thank you. <laughs> So Dr. Aman is doing a lot of work for these kids. And you're okay, thank now. you. You're fine. So so you are you're not being like funded uh there's no do you have any financial backing? The yes, it is the very important question because everyone asks me the same question. Yes, you are working very good for that from where you are getting the fund. so uh, the very common answer i was for that because when i was a student and i was working as a phd scholar <coughs> i was getting fellowship scholarship from the indian government and i was keep using those scholarship and fellowship by working such type of things i also organized one of the biggest uh, seminar of india human trafficking in south asia in context of south asia problem and solution in that uh, seminar in that conference uh, 182 scholars of the different south asian countries visited uh, banaras hindu university in 2014 and and the recommendation of that uh, conference uh, i just sent to the government of india this is this is the problem these are the problems of the south asian countries and by this way we can check the problem of human trafficking in <clears throat> south asia so the i continually continuously use my fellowship uh, by working on the such type of issues and when i submitted my phd in 2019 uh, after that my fellowship was being stopped because my phd was completed and after that i just started work as a voluntary and i was to approach to the peoples who, who the families who are just living in my colonies in my neighbors to the uh, approaches to the to my the professors teachers my friends only for the sake of the donation and according to their interest 
whatever they want to uh, pay to me i just happily accept them if they do not want to uh, give any type of donation then i just uh, uh, give them offer why you should not work with me for the sake of the society so in that context they uh, most of the families also agree to work with me and by this way my team strength is also increasing from one end and uh, out of the 10 mostly two and three of the families give us some time of some type of charity also this these are the only type of fundings we have no any other fundings type of resources so essentially um what i've learned from india is that there's a caste system and so you're almost trying to even kind of break that caste system yeah i really accept your this uh, <clears throat> this uh, things you you had told me that yes it, uh, there is a big casteism in india definitely i accept it and uh, i am also belong to the middle class cast in hindi we can say that other backward class if we divide the cast of the india there is a upper class there is a middle class in which we can say the upper class is known as the general caste middle class is known as the other backward class and the third is the scheduled caste and the fourth is the scheduled tribe and during my uh, uh, research and during my findings i came to know that most of the people who are belonging to the scheduled caste and the scheduled tribe are being trapped in different form of slaveries different form of scheduled caste and scheduled tribes are they are being trapped in different form of slaveries and i also uh, i am belonging to the other backward class so as a student i am not accepting such type of things i believe only one type of class humanity because even scheduled caste and scheduled tribe is also a human being and general community is also a human being so only the humanity is the caste in the whole world there is no any white there is no any black there is no rich there is no any poor only humanity is there i just believe in that class oh most definitely when you see people it's mostly the would you say it's mostly the the poverty stricken that they're zeroing in on they're yeah going... definitely i i agree with you because there are so many reasons because uh, the common uh, and the common thought is that only the poor people are being trafficked only the poor people are being <clears throat> the facing the problem of the trafficking and such type of thing but during my research work i came to know that so many youths are there who are being attracted towards the big cities for the sake of the working in the bollywood for wearing nice clothes by having a good lifestyle and in that case they are being trapped in different type of jobs and they become a victim of a traffic victim or some of the girls being trafficked in the <coughs> red light areas these are the things and second is i came to know that i just uh, start one type of initiative in the university that if there is demand i am not going to stop the supply and who is demanding such type of things if we talk about the commercial sex exploitation we are the youths we are demanding such type of things that definitely the <coughs> pimp who is working definitely the trafficker who is working will supply if we are going to stop the demand side automatically the supply side is going to be checked out so i am also trying to aware the youths aware the young peoples try to stop the demand side definitely automatically we are going to stop the demand side if we are supply side sorry okay have you i mean i don't know if you've done a study or know of a study is india's birth rates dropping yes definitely yes i am accepting you that but it is not as dropping as we are here about it it is i think it is as earlier as today 
but if we compare the birth birth rate of the last year to this year yes it is little bit dropping because the uh, <clears throat> level of the education level of the family planning uh, level of the <clears throat> awareness about the important there is no any difference between the boy and girl is being increasing in india so these are the some of the reasons why the death rate why the why the birth rate is decreasing in india because now in india we can see that there is no any discrimination between boy and girl there is no any discrimination uh, between uh, who that girl is going to be study or the boy is going to be school for the study they, they, all the people know the importance of the family planning these are the some of the things uh, by which we are we are seeing that the birth rate of the india is decreased as compared to the earlier year okay um these child sex traffickers they're they're probably using codes when they talk you know when they're um do, do you know what i'm saying like uh they're calling yes, a girl yes. something i don't know and you don't have to divulge this if you don't want to you know during my research work i just uh, interviewed two of the trafficker and in that interview i came to know that <clears throat> they used to pronounce the girl child as a apple how many apples you want to know today mm -hmm. so so in that case if any a police is listening or anyone want to track the attack uh, them then uh, then they will uh, just think that oh that man is uh, talking about the apple who is fruit but the apples means that girl how many girls you want to know that you want they pronounce apple as a girl and boy as a guava guava apple guava mm -hmm. fruit and in that in then i just uh, i was very amazed that these are the codes these are the secret words the traffickers are using for the for the trafficking of the boys and girls and even also the trafficker trafficker told me at that time that they <clears throat> do the counseling of the boy and girl and they uh, just uh, put so many negative thoughts in respect of the police officials and the government organizations that when these police officials and the government organization will caught you then they will put you in jails so never ever to told them any truth and in even nothing about me these are the counsel the traffickers used to do the counseling of these uh, children before before being trafficked so by the time you talked you get to talk to a uh, sex trafficker they're in the hands of the police already yes he was in the jail he was in the jail and i was get a permission from the police officials and he and he told me that you can take a interview <clears throat> but in that respect you are do, you are not have to disclose the name of that trafficker in your research work these are the some of the term and condition i have to uh, accept it so in that case i get the interview of that trafficker even i was not get the permission to record their voice i have to write all these things on my paper so uh what are the judgments handed down on these sex traffickers what did the your judges uh put them in prison for i don't know x amount of years what what happens to them at at that time the case was going on in 2014 when i just uh, take the interview of that traffickers and at that time case was going on and he was put in a jail but uh, final result was not declared by the judge at that time so they let him go and in and the current stage or current status of that case was that the trafficker was put in a jail for the 7 years oh now okay. he has now he has been in in prison for the 7 years and the final uh, final declaration of that uh, uh, case was i think it was a order in 2000 18 18 i am not uh, uh, 
it, currently it is not my in memory i think it will be last about 2018 the judge ordered a final uh, result of that case for the seven year of the jail to that trafficker okay i mean do you think the the um sentence should be longer or is it, in, in my context seven years is not as enough because in the sake of the life of the small children i think this they should be put into the hang till death because they are they are playing the life of the small kids and small children only for the sake of the money and in that return only they are being in prison for the seven years it is not enough for such type such type of crime so these are the it is my view maybe uh, it uh, your view or other views are might be different but in my context those people who are working such type of things they are playing the life of the children's small kids girls youth only for the sake of the money they should be put hang till death because there is no uh, in my context there should be no any uh, four year two years three years seven year type of sentence there should be a only hang till that right now as far as these sex traffickers go in your country are there are they mostly men or is it you know i'm sure there are women sex traffickers as well and i don't know if you know the percentage of men to women <clears throat> because you are asking the very big question and uh, i am not going definitely i will say the right things which are present in context of the women or men yes without help of the women trafficking is not going to be happen if we see the condition of the brothel of any place in the world definitely brothel is being run by the women hmm. and even one woman why they are selling the they are just putting the life in a hell of the other women i think 50 50 ratio is going to be happen all over the world in contest of the trafficker it may be a 50 percent male and 50 percent women because if we see the ratio of the which type of trafficking is prevailing in whole world commercial sex exploitation is at the highest rate and in the commercial sex exploitation without the help of the women there is no uh, trafficking of the women is not going to be happen so there is an equal ratio of the women and men so you're in your daily life how tired are you with the helping of rescuing these children and educating people I'm sure you must be, I don't know, exhausted every day. If we, uh, no, I, I'm not agree with it because it become my passion. Yes, definitely. One and only one person is being exhausted and every, and for some time he, she also become angry from me, my wife. And she also, see you, she used to told me that why you are doing every time working and thinking about such type of people why you are not thinking for me so in that context i also try to involve my wife for the educating the girls and the women's of such type of work now she is also get sensitized by work and now she is agree yes you are doing the right work yes because for the sleeping six and seven hour is enough and in that context we can be together but one human being can spend his life for the life of the other human beings it is the one of the best work anyone is going to be do so at, at some time i will also get appreciated my wife and for some time she also become angry in that context i am not giving her enough time so i am also trying to uh, <clears throat> put my wife in my team to uh, make her sensitize that see what we are doing well there's got to be a balance there i totally understand you know i mean she <laughs> wants time from you too and you're working so hard and then, then she's kind of helping you 
as well. But I, I commend her for helping you as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And it makes you it makes you guys more of a team. I know it's hard on her because she wants your attention and maybe to go for a walk or, you know, just to you know, have a meal together and, and talk and you may be very busy, but at least you have each other and you are a team. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just put put my wife in my team so that side by side we can also give time to each other and she also learn what the things are going in the society mm -hmm. well do you have anything you would like to add yes in last i want to say one thing that you are everyone is human being in this world in this earth so i am not saying each and everyone to help as much you can i just say you that you have to help only your people who are just living your nearby and the people who are in a problem in your offices, in your work, in your family, just uh, as a owner of your factory, just think like that you are also one day working as a labor. Then in that context, you are going to never exploit the life of anyone. And second, if want, anyone want to contact me, just email me. A M A N Aman 0907 at the rate yahoo.com. This is my email ID, and my Indian mobile number is 99565857599. And I noticed you're on Facebook as well. Yes, I am on Facebook, I am on the LinkedIn, I am on the Twitter. Okay, I can put those in the comments. Um, you know, hopefully someone will hear this and want to maybe give you some type of financial backing, maybe some help. Yeah, it will be. I just, I just appreciate, appreciate them. If I, if anyone wants to help my organization, if one, if anyone wants to help, if anyone wants to visit my organization, I just welcome. Just please come at first, see the work, what we are doing then you then you you should try to fund you just try to help us financially i'm not uh, ask you directly financially at first you just come you can also see the work of asta on the linkedin every day we just keep the pages update what the things we are doing uh, the right the current program which we are running is named name as eyes e y e s e for educating y for youth e for eradicating s for slavery educating youth for eradication of slavery this is the terminology which i just uh, created and <clears throat> we are uh, working with the children's from 6 to from uh, standard class standard 6 to class standard 12 because after lockdown all the schools of the india is being opened and we know that uh, after covid and after lockdown the rate of the child trafficking and rate of the child labor is being increased due to the financial crisis in the in their homes so for the sake of the life of these children we started to aware these children and aware the teachers of that schools that what is child trafficking what is child labor and what are the different helplines which are the government has we said if anyone child in a problem just call one g one zero child line these are the some of the uh, helpline the government has released uh, and we is uh, working on the work of the program of the eyes we are just focusing on the children who started to going to school after a big lockdown oh go ahead I don't know if you had and, going to say. And uh, I also want to add one thing that uh, <clears throat> if anyone wants to support our organization, please visit our LinkedIn page, see our work. Please welcome to India. We can see the things in reality. Then if you want to support any sort of help, if anyone wants to donate anything in context of the books, clothes, 
or the medicine, any sort of small, big, anything according to their interest. Asta, in English, we can say Asta means dedication. We are welcome them. That's excellent. I'm so glad I had you on as a guest. You've really enlightened me on India and um, all these surrounding countries that are trafficking children. So thank you. <laughs> I like to, whenever you want to be a return guest, just let me know. I know you're very busy and I won't take up your time. And um, definitely, I, please proceed. Okay. Yeah. So um, we'll keep in touch and I'll have you on maybe in a couple months and see, uh, you know, any updates or anything you'd like to add. Okay. So yeah, definitely. Whenever, whenever, if you want to, yes, uh, this, uh, after long times you had sent me so many mails to my director and after <coughs> so many uh, previous <laughs> interview has been canceled. So it, extremely sorry for that we are busy in rescuing the children from the uh, diff from the district of uh, from the state of maharashtra so these are the some circumstances in which i have to cancel my interview but hope in future i will definitely whenever you want to contact me for any sort of help in any sort of talk at any platform definitely i will be available that's okay i understood that you were busy and you're doing a lot of good work so i was patient and i will i, I waited for you so uh, you're worth waiting for <laughs> okay so slam the gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms and other things that go on in, in the whole world so i'm your host marianne petrie author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth and we will have dr a man back on again and i will put down the details for the podcast and we will talk to you all later 